Trent Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. Thank you for tuning in uh, here this morning. Here's what you're going to hear coming up on the program. Uh, We're going to start in about 20 minutes. We've been talking about this Iowa Mission of Mercy. Uh, We're going to do one more promo hit in advance of Friday and Saturday's event today. In about 20 minutes, we're going to talk to Todd Berry, uh, get some of the parameters, uh, some of the questions that may linger out there, or we may hit a different audience. Uh, So glad yesterday when we had uh, Dr. Corey on Trent. I don't know if I told you this. Good morning. Good morning. I got a call um, during that break from a listener who had no idea about this mm-hmm. and was in a spot where uh, they weren't going to the dentist a lot. We'll just leave it at that. And he's going to uh, take uh, the Iowa Mission of Mercy up on that um, offer. Well, what the offer is, not really not an offer. It's what they're going to do. Friday and Saturday can provide free dental care for many, as many Iowans as they possibly can. If you haven't been to the dentist, you have your teeth clean, you have a cavity, a toothache, uh, whatever. Uh, we'll get more information on that. It's at the Varied Industries building this Friday and Saturday from 6 in the morning until 5 in the afternoon. It's a first-come, first-served basis. The voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, the Chiefs are back in action after their bye week. Mitch Holtis will join us about uh, 11.30, probably a few minutes after that, but he will join us. Look forward to catching up with Mitch. A busy second hour of the program. David Kaplan will start it. We will head to Chicago. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. He's with us at 12.05. And then we're going to take a look back at the uh, press conferences yesterday. Uh, Iowa's basketball game from Monday night as well with John Bowenkamp uh, from the Associated Press, from HawkeyeNation.com, from Iowa hoops.com uh john bowen camp will join us at about oh 12 25 or thereabouts and then dave sprout covers iowa state uh for ksi 1430 on the am dial he will be here on iowa state as they look to win three out of their next four games uh to get to that magical bowl eligibility number of six well the bowl the college football playoff rankings were unveiled last night. Mm-hmm. For someone who's not into it, you made a tremendous argument. No, you had a tremendous theory on why Tennessee should be number one in your mind. They they were well done on that. Uh, so it's Tennessee, it's Ohio State, it's Georgia three, Clemson four, Michigan on the basis of their non conference pathetic schedule is on the outside looking in. Your thoughts? So. I had a lot of people after yesterday's tirade, and it's a yearly tirade about this stupid thing, and just asking me to explain why it is, you know, why I dislike it so much. I like it for us. It's great content. It is. It's great content. And the reason that it upsets me is year after year after year. It doesn't matter who the committee head is. It doesn't matter who the chair is or, or how it comprises. First of all, it's supposed to be very simple, right? Four best teams. Mm-hmm. Now, best is, as we know... You can measure it a lot of different ways. But the way they move their goalposts, the way that they continually change what they do. You rate TCU at 7. And the reason for that is because, well, game control, right? That's what we heard. The defense wasn't good enough. Yep. Well, They've Alabama, too many close games. who's ranked in front of them, mm-hmm. gave up, how many was it to Tennessee? 
Yeah, and how about the Texas? Over 50? Right. Texas, they were if it would have, should have. Texas A&M. Uh-huh. Give them a fight. Yet Alabama that came right down to the end. is in front of them. They are. And they have a loss. TCU, if they were Oklahoma. Or Texas. If they were a brand. Or a brand, yes. They would not be at seven. Nope. And it's this garbage week after week after week that they spew that doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't because they will change it on the fly. This year we get to see TCU-Iowa State in the final week of the regular season. Mm-hmm. The last time that happened, when yep. TC was in the mix, they go out there, they win 55-3. to And do you remember the reason that the committee chair used that Ohio State got the final nod to get in the playoff? Now, ultimately proven right. They won the college football playoff. Right. But do you remember the reason well, for it? Refresh my memory. We really like I remember the, way, the story. I don't remember the actual We really like the way their third-team quarterback, Cardell Jones, how he looked in the Big Ten Championship as they blitzed past Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So now you're measuring third-team quarterbacks? Well, guess what? We don't get to see most third-team quarterbacks, but that was used as a justification to put Ohio State in the playoff. Just be honest. It's brand. It's a brand. Right. Ohio State's a bigger brand. It's going to be a big bigger TV number. Yep. That's the reason for it. Where are these games played? Or we ultimately believe that. I mean, what network are these games played on? Another thing that drives me absolutely nuts is then you have the other side of things. You know I love gambling and gambling Twitter. We talk gambling a ton. But then people just say, well, you, you should have a handicapper in this committee. No, you shouldn't, because that's not what you're measuring. You're not measuring power numbers. That, that's not what this is. Although Vegas would like to get their hands on this thing. Oh, absolutely. But that's not what you're measuring, because mm-hmm. every year, Alabama could lose three games. Mm-hmm. And they'd be favored against everybody in the country. The, the, the number three team in the country this weekend is giving the number one team in the country eight points. Exactly. That's not what we're measuring right. here. We're measuring what you've done, what you've accomplished, the best teams. Not the best defenses. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're trying to measure here, regardless of what the idiot committee put, comes together. That's the part of this that drives me nuts. And next week, let's say Texas, or TCU excuse me, goes out this week, and they obliterate Texas Tech. And they win 58-12. to 12. Trent, I, I know we just, taped, uh, we just taped Mediacom, and you tipped your hand as to your picks. It's on my sheet as well. I love Texas I Tech do. this week. I, I, I think TCU's in trouble. But let's say they answer the bell again. And I'm, not, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not willing to go that far. They, they find a way to pull out these wins. Yes. But at the 10 points, yes, please. It's going to be interesting, though, what is going to change. And that's the part that bothers me the mm-hmm. most. Be truthful. Be honest. Don't come up with these metrics. The other thing is we continually, week after week, and I saw a clip of, I think it was Desmond. Was he on the show last no, night? No, no. It was Joey Galloway. Joey Galloway, yep. Talking about the ESPN comprised metric that they come up with. What, streak of record? Is that what this stupid thing is? Well, if some yeah. guy at ESPN stats information just made it up. Right. And yet, and this they're is selling it hard. And this is a baseline that they're using uh-huh. in the committee. I heard a couple of guys that have been in on the mock committee that they have. They said it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. These are metrics that nobody knows where it comes from. What's the old adage? Garbage in, garbage out. Nobody knows what these metrics are actually measuring. It's just, well, hey, it looks good and it gets my argument. And we put our name on it? That's the part that drives me crazy Uh about this whole thing. That's what it comes down to because next week it's going to be different. It's a television show. It's not Real. It's it's not. I I agree with that part of it. I I, I do. I mean, you love reality no TV. That's what I've learned. It, that's that's true. But you know what? It 
we opened our show to, you know how many shows across the country open talking college mm-hmm. football today? Yeah. Gazillion of them, right? Um, and rightly so. It's content. We're talking about college football. It would be better content if we had one of the two uh, teams on the periphery. And is there a chance that Iowa State or Iowa, whatever you, the year would be, could work their way into it? Or what has to happen for them to maybe get a sniff of this? Obviously not going to be the case this year. Um Michigan, I, I love the fact that they were kept out of it because of the fact that they played that cream puff schedule. They brought up the fact that, yeah, they had a cancellation, but you reminded us that they were the canceller. Right. They said, <laughs> they said to Chip Kelly, we're not playing you. Yeah. Harbaugh wanted to make the schedule easier. Well, you're going to reap what you sow here. And they have to be, they have to beat Ohio State or Michigan is, is on the outside looking in. I think so. They are. I don't see any no path. No path. No path. At 11 and 1, even if it is a nip So what game. if Alabama, Trent, and if Alabama runs the rest of the table, including the SEC championship, where they knock off Tennessee or they knock off Georgia, and TCU does get through unscathed, Alabama's got one loss, TCU is unbeaten. Who, I think they're both in at that point. They're both in. They're yes. both in at that point. But who has who's higher ranked at that point? Well, it'll depend on what also is out there. Is it? There's so much that still needs to be decided. Well, if it's, if Alabama is in because they won the SEC championship, Tennessee or Georgia have gone down in the SEC championship game. Right, and they're going to make it in a way if there are two SEC teams that they're not going to play each other in the mm-hmm. opening round. So you're going to have that component of it as well. Mm-hmm. There, there's just too much still to be decided because of that. Now, if it comes down to a spot, it's not going to right. No, it's not I don't come think down it is. No, final I don't think it will. In, in the scenario I just threw out there. Undefeated Ohio State, undefeated Clemson, undefeated TCU and Alabama, they're all four in, and then kind of rank them yeah. how you want to yeah. as conference and champions. And that means only one SEC team, and you know what? Mm-hmm. That's okay. That would be great. There's no rule that says they have to get two in each and every year. Your takeaway from the Pac-12 in Oregon in their spot? Um, maybe higher than I thought, that they didn't penalize the first game of the year the, mm-hmm. when they got shellacked by uh, Georgia the way that they did. Um, and USC being right behind them, I don't think the Pac-12 is out. Now, obviously, they're going to need some teams to lose, and there will be uh, some teams above them lose, but I think that they've got a chance. Oregon and USC have to win out. Mm-hmm. They have to be 12-1. There is no path for a two-loss team Without for the Pac-12. A doubt. Especially with Oregon, the way they got blitzkrieg right. by Georgia. And that's a huge, huge part mm-hmm. of that. So you have to win out, but we've known that since the beginning of the year. And we have, yep. You think of Oregon, too. If they rip off 13 consecutive victories, yeah, week one was terrible. Mm. New coach in his first game. Yep. New quarterback in his first game as a transfer. I mean, there there were a lot of parts of that. And early in the football game, Oregon was moving the football. And then the wheels came off and it just completely collapsed from there. They at least moved the football at times. I I know the arguments. I know it's going to be SEC fans just beating their chest about the support, superior nature of their conference. And I get that. Hey, look what happened when you got your shot against the SEC. It was one game. It was an awful game, and it has to matter in some form. But if you get to 13-1... and one, And I remember I liked Oregon in that game because Georgia had all those kids go to the NFL. Yeah, I, I did too. Right. And that's, so, that started my college season. <laughs> right, and it's gone, it's, it's gone downhill since, at least for me. So here's what Oregon has left. Colorado this week, I know it's on it's ESPN2 in the middle of the afternoon. Nobody will watch it. No. Washington, okay. Yeah. Utah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, that game is in Eugene. And then, of course, uh, the uh, the uh, in-state rival game against Oregon State. So that's pretty good. Re- Combine that mm-hmm. with the Pac-12 championship. They're going to be there. Another part of this that leaves me just scratching my head at times is the cutoff at 25. If you're going to do this, why why does 25 matter? Well, why it does because 
Why not thirty-five or, or or fifteen? Because no one's getting from no right. one's getting from you know going to be a part of this. Uh, maybe, maybe even twelve. Why why does it matter so much that oh this team has three wins against the top twenty-five and the other part is they yeah. manipulate the bottom of those rankings? No, how many times? Do. How is Oregon at twenty-five? Because they have a big fans in the past. How is Arkansas at twenty-five? Mm-hmm. Oh, here's the reason for it because it helps them make their argument for the teams above at the them. top. Yep. So you'll see these teams sneak in, you know, just a middle of the road power conference team. Why are they? Why is Oregon State in there? You know why? Because they're in the Pac-12, and it they're gives an opportunity. And now mm-hmm. we can prop up Oregon or USC if it gets to that point. It's all manipulation, and it's fake. It's just all. Fun. And I can't wait for next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Tell uh, me how it goes. And next Wednesday we'll be talking you know about what? it, even if you don't. want You know what to. I need to do? What's that? Well, you were watching. You were watching girls. Your daughter play basketball, <laughs> exactly. and rightly so. By it was the great. Way. It was great. So much better. Did she year. score? She didn't. Still waiting for that first bucket. It's coming, dude. No, she had a great look at one too. Yeah, no, it's just left. It just left it off the front rim. Uh, she had a great time. And there's a little girl on her seventh grade, seven year old basketball team. Yeah, it's not a little girl. Caitlin Clark. Oh, you saw the tall girl on the other got team. Some size to her. She's got a player on her team. I got to talk to the dad because I, th- I think we got Caitlin Clark coming here. Really? She, he, she is. Really good. She is by far the best player, and it's boys and girls together. Yeah. Regardless of gender, she is by far. I mean, she's coming up, dribbles the ball up the floor, comes to a jump stop, looks to distribute. Seven-year-old girl. I mean, just absolutely incredible. But, yeah, that's what I was watching. I need to take a week, though, and actually watch. In fact, I'm going to put it on DVR next week. Good. And I'm going to really break it down. I'm going to break down even the stupidity even further <laughs> next week and how different it was from this week. That's the part that drives me crazy. Let's talk about Game 3 in the World Series last night where the Philadelphia Phillies put on a clinic as far as uh, the long ball. Uh, so what does this mean other than the fact that uh, the Phillies now have a 2-1 to one lead in this series? Look, it's not over by any means. No. The Astros, I would be shocked if they... Look, they lost Game 1, won Game 2. Lost mm-hmm. Game 3, will they win Game 4? We'll see, but man, oh man, they, uh, it seemed like they knew what McCullers was about to serve up, and every time he did, they took advantage of him. Well, not every time, but certainly more often than uh, uh, the law of averages says that should happen. Boy, they owned him last night. They brought their bats, the Phillies did. Long ball was the story. Harper being the story early on and just should we if you if you bought an uh an mvp of the series ticket mm-hmm. i'm not saying we should rip them up just yet still a lot of baseball to be played there is but boy oh boy he's taken a commanding lead i would think in that race for mvp commanding lead the phillies now minus 160 at circa to yeah, win the series yeah you get plus what 130 140 140 right now the astros as they've taken on apparently a little more philly money it looks mm-hmm. like here this morning after they posted that one uh you can also do of course the series prices and everything else along with it what would you bet right now how is this thing going to finish up phillies in six well i'm certainly hoping that it gets back to uh to houston um i think framber valdez will win another game and that would be game six i think he's scheduled to pitch in so get to seven <sighs> yeah the betting favorite is astros in seven right now plus 295 mm-hmm. when's verlander go game five yeah, he would go game I five. So, yeah, yep. But can you put? You can't trust McCullers to come back in game seven, can <sighs> you? He was awful last night. Awful. They they knew what was coming, and yeah. in fact, when was he tipping pitches? Well, what the what did um, Bryce Harper? You, I'm sure you saw the video, right? Mm-hmm. When he called Bomb back over, he's like, "Hey, come here." Yeah, and he whispered, and then um, who was it? 
the, the, the bow tie dude. I can't even think of his name. Rosenthal. Yeah, Ken Rosenthal. Uh, in the in the dugout, um, asked the question of what what did Bryce Harper what did he share with you? We're not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but clearly, there. I don't know if he was tipping pitches, but they certainly seemed to have um, a good idea of what was coming. It's just so boring. <laughs> I watched Honestly, a lot more Trent, action last night. I did night. too. I did too. When the game got to be, I think it was seven nothing. I don't think I missed another run. When it was seven nothing, yeah. I was over watching the uh, end of uh, uh, Kent State Ball State last night, which was a pretty good football game. I was watching a lot of Ohio's. I was invested in that one yesterday, too. So, yeah, watching Rourke. Mm-hmm. Dude, just like his older brother. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there part of you that, look, they have to cash the checks, right? Mm-hmm. That, that The reason they're on Tuesday and Wednesday is ESPN wants content. Yep. And they're going to pay for content. And if you're in the Mac, you need the money. Do you feel bad at all? I mean, you have to, I would think... You're probably contractually committed to play, what, one game a year in this and give up a home game every couple of years? A weekend home game, I Mm -hmm. mean. Because it's really difficult to get anybody out to these things. You see the stands. Oh, absolutely. Well, this week, there are no Saturday games in the MAC. Next week, there are no Saturday games in the MAC. They're all Tuesday and Wednesday next week. The following week, there's only one game that'll be played on Saturday. Just what it is. It's Mm -hmm. what you sign up for. You're going out there and playing football. Right. You're a D1 football player. I'm not going to cry You know what? You're going to get noticed on ESPN2, you plus, wherever they park you, because Mm -hmm. you're you're an afterthought on Saturday. Sorry. But you are. It's okay, right? Uh You get a lot more eyeballs watching you and more scouts that are there. Think of that, NFL scouts that... Hey, going to go to a game. This and is the then only we'll one to tune in to, uh, don't they play their championship on Friday before the Pac-12? Yes, Isn't the Mac- at least in the past, yeah. It, in the past it has been, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, all right, so just uh, real quick back to the uh, Phillies-Astros. What do you think? Would you? What, what's your number? I'm still thinking about investing back in the Astros. Are you? And I'm so pumped To win the series? Yeah, to come back and get it done at that plus money. It just looks so juicy mm-hmm. there. But it's not matching with what my eyes are seeing. Trent. You had this before the series. And I just keep coming back to the. Astros I couldn't find anybody to agree with no. me. No, you were you were alone on that island, mm-hmm. and that's what I just keep coming back to. This Astros team is too good, too talented. Right. The offense is too yeah. good. There's no way they're going to be shut down again nope. offensively tonight, and they're going to bounce back, and it's going to be two two. And I missed a window there. Mm-hmm. I still think the Astros win this series, but Alvarez has done nothing. Bregman has done nothing. Altuve finally's got things mm-hmm. going a little bit. Um, Pena, who was the MVP of the ALCS, he's kind of been... But with Nola going tonight, he's still got another game of Wheeler. Uh It gets really, really concerning very quickly here. And you want to see Ranger Suarez in Game 7? Absolutely not. Not You saw him last last night. night. Oh, my God. Free money last night. Two and a half was his strikeout. And what did he finish with? (sighs) You know what I got right here? Uh, He finished finished with four, so he flew by it. Yeah. In in his five... We'll see if you can find another prop for tonight. I love those pitching strikeout props. It's a, it's a good one. Uh, what did you hear at the press conferences yesterday or read at the press conferences yesterday? Anything stick with you at either Iowa State or Iowa? I had a uh, Iowa State fan tell me this yesterday. I thought it was interesting. And it was just a clip that was played during the drive yesterday with Matt Campbell. Oh, by the way, the drive, um, well done. Mm-hmm. They We had a $1,000 handoff winner. We'll give another keyword coming up. But it's been the first time in a long time that KXNO has had a winner. You can win on our show, too. You, you don't can. have to just wait for the drive. You can win here. Uh, was it Jordan Sweeney, I believe, was the winner? Sweeney Jason, was his last name. Jason I remember Sweeney. That. Yeah. Uh, way to go. Well done. $1,000 uh, in his pocket. So it can happen. We'll do that twice an hour. And then Murph and Andy will do the same. Uh, and, the, and the drive. But go ahead. Your Iowa State fan said what to you? He just said, listening to Campbell and the clip that they played during the drive yesterday, it was Matt Campbell said they and them. Talking about who? About his team. 
And he just thought that was interesting. Not reading too much into it. Not but we. Not we. Some they's and some them's. I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to read it? it's just kind of him. Based on last year where, you know, the, the comments that he said that were... The most together team in college football? Yeah, that's what he wants. It's not about... Um, that's about wins and losses. It's about being together and playing your best football. That's just, I think, how he's yeah. programmed, maybe. But I do get I do get why the guy mm-hmm. said it. And how about Kirk doubling down in his offensive line I coach? Know. I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's who he is. Yep. And that's what he's done for a long time. I mean, Doyle after Rabdo. Mm-hmm. They make up an they award. They made a for trophy him. for him. He made up an award, uh-huh. and here you go. We're and they've never way. given it out since. And now, my own, Brian might get it this year. I think he's for all by or he's George Barnett might get favorite. it after those comments yesterday. Well, apparently, there's a competition now uh, for that uh, for that trophy. All right, we're going to talk about the the Iowa Mission of Mercy coming up here uh, again. We've. Um, we we love this uh, opportunity for Central Iowans, not just Central Iowa, Iowans. How about that? Because people will come from all over the state. Uh, unfortunately, due to the COVID, uh, this event has had to been postponed for the last couple of years. This was supposed to take place in 2020 uh, at the uh, Varied Industries Building at the fairgrounds. But the Iowa Mission of Mercy. So what this is, and if you're hearing this for the first time, if you're hearing it for the second or third time, we apologize. But we're gonna we're gonna beat you over the head with this because it's such a great opportunity. Opportunity for people who can't afford health care, um, families, um, kids, parents, adults that you just put off the dentist. You know, you're, you're paying whatever bill um, and the dentist comes secondary. But if you're in that spot, you've had a toothache, the kids haven't had their teeth cleaned, you haven't had your teeth cleaned, whatever the reason is uh, that's put you in this spot. There are about 100 dentists that are going to converge on the Varied Industries building. They'll start moving in tomorrow. And on Friday morning, starting at 6 o'clock in the morning, this free clinic, yes, free, no catch whatsoever. There's no bill. They don't care if you've got insurance. In fact, most of the people that they're going to see will not have insurance, nor in most cases will they have a regular dentist. But they want to help you. Todd Berry's going to join us. In fact, he's with us right now to give us more information. Todd, my partner's Trent Condon. This is Ken. Miller, thanks for coming on and give us in a few minutes. Uh, we can't spread this uh, message loud enough and far enough. We hope that everybody uh, that needs this is able to hear about this this weekend. How are you, Todd? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Ken. No, thank you for, for coming on. So uh, it's Friday. It's Saturday. Sadly, it looks as though the, the weather man is not going to cooperate, at least. Uh, that's the way it seems like right now. But, you know, bring umbrellas, bring whatever you have to do, because you know, there's probably going to be some long waits to get everybody through, Todd. But at 6 a.m., the doors open. Um, and on a first-come, first-served basis, why don't you pick it up there? Well, and I tell you what, that's that's the uh, that's a fact. The doors open at six a.m. Uh, they do all kinds of things. We've got a wonderful group of doctors, but they do cleaning, they do uh, root canals, they do extractions, fillings, uh, partial uh, dentures, and that. And if you have children, there's daycare to take care of the children. And if if there's a need and if they're old enough, they can also get dental care themselves. And like you said, uh, at no expense. Incredible endeavor, a lot to pull this off. So you mentioned the doors open at 6 a.m. We've heard about some of the past, past mission of mercies, and it's a long line to get in there. I mean, if if somebody wants to get there, what time would you say, probably if you want to get seen early, do you need to get in line for the event starting at 6 a.m.? Well, 
there will people there will be people that will literally stay out overnight mm-hmm. uh, just to be in the front of the line. Mm-hmm. And Ken, I, I I'm going to tell you a secret, so please keep this between you it's, and me. It's just us listening. Uh, yep. But you know, we have wonderful dentists, we have wonderful hygienists, we have just a, a great group of professional people. But I'm the lucky one. I'm a, I'm a schmuck volunteer. Nice. But my crew and I. We are so lucky because we're the first people they see when they come in the door. And and our job is to, you know, help get them registered, get them the paperwork and that, but mostly to go and to help them feel comfortable, mm-hmm. help them or reassure them, use a little bit of humor in that, because most of these people, you know, when the, the patients will come there, you know, a lot of them will be cold, they'll be tired, they'll be hungry, and quite frankly, maybe a little bit nervous because they hadn't been to a dentist in a while. But this is a very uh, patient-friendly environment, and everybody is there for the good of the patients. And uh, as, as we've heard in the past, it's, there's a pretty good chance that you may be in line for a period of time. And you know what? You and uh, your volunteers, you're going to pass out drinks. If, you know, if there's people that are thirsty, want some water. Or there's there are food options, right? You're going to be able to, I mean, you're not going to go there. You're going to get a steak by any means or a burger or anything like that. But you guys are going to pass out some food. And I think I think you said something earlier, Todd, that I want to hit on again. Uh, if, you're a, if you're a parent and you have young children and you need some work done on for yourself, but, I mean, who's going to watch my kids while I'm sitting in the chair you guys have actually have daycare on site while mom or dad are going through their procedure. That that's exactly right, and uh, they will be completely safe. They'll be well taken care of, and uh, and you know what? They might have some fun because there's some <laughs> uh, fun things for kids to do there, and and uh, that. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't let that hold you back. Uh, you know, please bring them with you. IowaMom.org is the website. It's getting down to right before the uh, final wire here. Still looking for volunteers? Can people still help out with their time if they're interested in helping out with the Iowa Mission of Mercy? Uh, They can, and they can go on that uh, website, uh, Iowa Mission of Mercy website, and they can sign up there. But our sign-up has been very good. We had uh, uh, really a good number of volunteers, and and it it is, and, and I, you know, my wife and I, Back in 19, or 2011, uh, we were living in Sioux City, Iowa, and Iowa Mission of Mercy came to Sioux City. And my wife said to me, you know, we need to do this. And I will be honest, I was a tad reluctant, but we went ahead and volunteered, and then we were so impressed because it was, it's, it's a thing that happens. It's an it's a event that happens that's good for the patients, good for the volunteers, and really good for Iowa. Indeed and so we've, ever since 2011, we've been to uh, pretty much every single one that uh, Iowa Mom through the, uh, through the whole state of uh, Iowa. Trent and I learned about this event probably five or six years ago. It was, uh, I think it was in the eastern part of the state back uh, when we first heard about it. And then Des Moines was going to be the next year, and we uh, promised we committed uh, advertising and radio time to spread the message uh, far and wide, or as far and wide as we possibly can, because this is such a great event. Dentists literally, they, they pack up their dental office, their chairs, everything, their tools, their instruments. They bring them down to the Varied Industries building. Folks, don't let pride get in the way. Really, please don't. Uh, if, in, if it's not you, if there's a family that you know of, a, a 
anybody that you know, please make sure they're aware of this. It's a two-day event, Friday and Saturday at the Varied Industry. And you know what? If you don't have transportation to get down there, DART is making it even easier. They're providing transportation to and from the event for absolutely free. Todd, best of luck to you and your volunteers. You guys do a great job down there. I hope you are as busy as all get out. I really do, because uh, that'll mean it's a huge success, and I believe it will be. Todd, thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you, Ken. One thing, hey, those people, when you come through the door, look for a guy with his, his name tag of Todd. And if you do, please t- tell me, hey, iHeart sent me. And so we will take good care of you. We will take really great care of you. As, thank absolutely. you very much. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. And he'll take good care of everybody, too. Just don't um, uh, don't kid yourself. These guys are professionals. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it. Uh, if you know anybody, please spread the word. Such a great event teeth cleaning. What do we have yesterday? Um, Dr. Corey said yesterday, if somebody's lost a tooth and they yeah. don't like to smile because of that, um, they'll, they'll find a way to, um, to complete that smile for That's you. Great. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. All right, back to sports. Mitch Holtis will join us on the other side. He's the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Not that we're minimizing I, the Iowa Mission of Mercy. The website, website rather, is iowamom.org. iowamom.org. Mitch Holtis, next. Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 K. At the... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Papa John's here in Central Iowa. Home of the shakaroni. You're excited about the shakaroni. dinner tonight. It is. Absolutely is. Um, I love the Shaq commercials. He plays every one of the... You don't watch TV. You don't watch commercials, rather. Plays every one of the parts. It's a really good spot. I'm sure we'll hear more about that. But right now, here he is. He's the voice of the Chiefs. Hello, Mitch Holtis. Fresh off the bye week. How are you? I'm just finishing a shakaroni oh, here. Hang my. on a second. Give me a little bit of time. I'll wipe my... Okay, good. Now I'm ready. Uh, doing great. Well, it was uh, the way they went into the bye, Mitch. Um, like I thought it was going to be a really good game, Sam Fran and the Chiefs. Chiefs had other plans. Was that their most complete game of the year? Yeah, in all three phases, to be explosive uh, in that way, I would say I would characterize it that way um, because they got, you know, to have the defense to get three takeaways, two sacks, red zone interception, the offense to. I mean, Mahomes had over 400 yards and mm-hmm. caught up the the best defense in the NFL, at least scoring-wise. And then for the kickoff return by Isaiah Pacheco, um, to have all of that happen in one game, they walked into a cauldron, you guys. Yeah. That place was on fire because they remembered Super Bowl 54. So it was not an easy way to start and then down 10 to nothing and then to rally back and put a 44 on those guys. Uh, yeah, it was complete. So this week, after a bye week, we know Andy Reid's so good coming off a bye. In fact, let's start right there. It's Tennessee. We'll get to the Titans in a moment. But 
what is it about Andy Reid? Everybody wants to put work in in the bye week. Everybody wants to get healthy. Everybody wants to do all the things, but many times it's just lip service. What makes him so good coming off a bye? Two-way conduit. One is his ability to look at himself and his own team and fix it. It's just like the guy on the end of the street that can fix everything. He's the plumber. He's the electrician. He's the mechanic. And that's the way Andy Reid is internally. But then it's also external in the fact that now you have got a lot of video on teams where, in this case, you've got seven weeks of video on Tennessee. So you know what they do as a template. But now you know how they've kind of adjusted that template for that specific season. So Andy Reid does two things. He works one direction in one way or the other and does it at a, and the ability to see things in, in beyond the obvious that makes him so good. 20 and 3 after buys is ridiculous. Mm, that is bananas. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster looks as though that um, they're, getting, they're getting a little uh, – he's getting comfortable, and, the, and more importantly, maybe the quarterback is getting comfortable with, uh, with Smith-Schuster. He's really coming on, Mitch. He is. They're getting more out of him than I, I mean. I just didn't know Juju very well. I knew in 2018 he had blown up and really, I mean, he set five NFL records that year. The then all of the all the off field stuff. So I didn't know what he was like. He, he's been phenomenal on and off the field. I mean, he's happy to be here, but he's also a weapon in a countermeasure to what teams were doing to the Chiefs a year ago. And that is when they, he's a countermeasure to play the safeties back because he has the ability to catch at a short range and turn it into a long play. And he's got a, he's a bigger, a little more physical. So Tyree kills so fast and, and Tyree kills so very strong. I mentioned he's like an NCAA a collegiate wrestling champion. Juju's a bigger version of that, not as fast, but can catch it eight yards and run for 40. And now you have a 48 yard play. That's, that's brought an element to this team. And it's a compliment to Kelsey, because if you're going to double Kelsey, then you're going to be singling somebody that has an impact like Kelsey uh, on the other side. So it's been a great countermeasure for this Chiefs offense. Tennessee has won four out of the last five, I believe, in this five series. Five and two? All of the series. Yeah, yeah they, have, uh, they have played well. Last year, we go back just over a year ago, 27-3. Mahomes was sacked a bunch in that game. Didn't throw a touchdown. Obviously, only scoring three points. Had an interception. Vrabel, they're not pretty. They're not fun to watch, but for whatever reason, they played well outside of the biggest game, obviously the playoff game a couple of years ago against Kansas City. What is it about this Titans team? Well, it is Mike Vrabel in the way that he his personality, and he was here for two years. I, I really like Braves. I think he's good for the NFL. But his personality permeates through that whole team. We, we get so fired up about offense, and King Henry deserves a whole segment in and of himself. Mm-hmm. But because King Henry, again, it, it's like the bright lights of a Mahomes or a, a great quarterback, is so bright it overshadows a defense that is very physical and has the same nature that they have on offense. You look at a player um, in in the case of, like, Jeffrey Simmons. I'm just looking at him here on the defensive line. is vastly underrated. Did make the Pro Bowl last year, but he will wreck your whole uh, offensive play sheet. Same with Danico Autry or Bud Dupree. Remember him from the uh, Steelers true. years, yeah. but he's been he's good. Kevin Byard at safety. They just they're just struggling a corner and some of their back end guys, but but defensively. So we think of Rabes and King Henry and being physical and giving King Henry the ball thirty times and let Derrick Henry just pound away. But when you have the ball against the Titans, they will also pound on you. 
Uh, guessing coming out of the bye, Mitch. Correct me if I'm wrong. The injury report it's uh, it's pretty light for the for the Chiefs going into this game. If anything, yeah, that's the other thing coming off the bye. It wasn't not bad going into the bye, but it's even better coming out of the bye. And the fact that you have Trent McDuffie, who's been activated off the IR list and in the rookie corner, and hence the trade yesterday to uh, have Rashad Fenton traded to the Atlanta Falcons. So you got younger uh, at the cornerback position, but you know, arguably more talented overall. But yes, this team is in really good shape, other than the suspension to Frank Clark, right. which is a two-game suspension. Two games for Frank Clark and uh, be able to bounce back from that. As the season progresses, teams change, teams evolve, and, and we saw that in a huge way last year with that Chiefs team. What were they, 3-4 and four a year ago before things started to turn around? The offensive line yeah, was a mess, and, and they, yeah. they found a way to get it done. What's going to change? What's going to evolve for you? What do you expect to see in the back half of the year? Well, it's very alert on your part because it's a lot of my thesis this week and the other shows that I'm doing. I just did a minute with Mitch, and we're scooping here Fox 17 on Friday night. But we're going to, I'll put that on their air is the fact that a year ago, book to book, uh, the Chiefs were three and four after losing to the aforementioned Tennessee Titans in the game you alluded to, 27 to three. The Chiefs were wiped out. It's one of the few times they've been blown out in the 10 years under Andy Reid, dominated. But at that time, the Chiefs were minus 10 in the giveaway takeaway ratio. To answer your question, this team is even more comprehensive offensively than the team a year ago meaning, I just mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster, I think the running game potentially is better. They're better offensively in tanking you vertically and horizontally. But defensively is where the upside to this team is. It's not been bad. Don't be tricked by the stats. People look at total defense and the yards given up. A lot of those are garbage yards. If I rented a theater and we showed you, you're like, oh, well, wait a minute, these, these, these stats might be skewed. But the fact that, and I was just telling Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans, that he goes, what about the defense. Well, how's it different? I said, it's, it's more physical, it's more athletic, and it's younger. Mm-hmm. And I think that what's different than last year's team, they went nine and one in the next 10. I'm not saying the Chiefs can go nine and one, but they might. And if they do, that puts them at 14 and three. But what's different, You to answer your question, is a more comprehensive offense, if that seems real, and then two, the fact that this is a more physical and more athletic defensive team than a year ago. Uh, Brett Feach, uh, was his phone ringing? Was he? Were they kicking the tires on any position? Did they get close to you, know, Mitch? With the trade well, deadline, they were kicking the tires on a lot. Um, and and when you don't get something done that the fans want, they think you didn't try. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, that's never the case with Brett Veach. You can lose sleep over a lot of stuff. Don't lose it over Brett Veach. Not going crazy, or not crazy, but I mean just working constantly to try to make something happen. Um, and so he'll still continue to look to see where he can add out, so, you know, past the trade deadline. But yes, they were looking, they were looking, but he also knows it's got to be right. It has got to be almost perfect, uh, with the Chiefs where they're at salary cap wise and going in the next year. So that's why they did the Kadarius Tony uh, trade. And that's also why they did the, uh, uh, Rashad Fenton trade. One player coming in, one player coming out. So this wide receiver group continues to evolve and look different. Juju has taken some big steps forward here the last couple of weeks. He's starting to play at a really high level for this squad. You just look at what Patrick Mahomes does, and it's now a different group of receivers. He's still got, of course, his backbone and Travis Kelsey out there catching passes. But when you look at this group of wide receivers, what do you think they're going to be the rest of the season? 
Well, let's go back to Ken's original point. Uh, and I, I know I jumped on the Juju bandwagon here, mm-hmm. but they had third down and long, and they had Marquez Valdez-Scantling on a 57-yard seam route, which looked like the Marquez Valdez-Scantling of the Packers in 2019 when he led the NFL in yards per catch. Uh, you're coming off the best game, arguably, of McCole Hardman's career. He had the three touchdowns, and basically all were on jets or flips, same kind of play. But he also, what's overlooked, or his tough catch he made in the red zone for a touchdown against Buffalo when he got whacked. And then same thing last week. His first two catches of the game two weeks ago against San Francisco were tough catches on an out and a middle route where he got hit. So it wasn't just jets and flips with him. So what am I seeing? I'm seeing all those guys with ceiling and and a way to push forward and um, Sky Moore. Sky Moore has got some plays in him coming that could be – and then Justin Watson – I mean, Watson gets a touchdown against San Francisco. That won't be his last touchdown. There's just, again, vertical, horizontal, tough catches, long catches. They can they can really do it all, especially with Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback. Indeed they can. Let's talk about dinner. The Shakaroni is back on, so save some time for the Donaldsons as well. Well, we're so happy, Ken, you and I. The age we are, though, a Shakaroni at this time of day might mean a nap later. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, the Shakaroni's good. But I, I just, I'm so excited to talk about this uh, happy place and, and what they're doing because uh, they're the, the large two-topping pizza, a free order of cheese sticks, fifteen ninety nine, but for every offer, the Papa John's Group of Iowa and the Donaldsons will donate a dollar toward the organization. The online code is 1599HAPPY, 1599HAPPY, but it's called A Happy Place. People can go check this out. Uh, or my happy place. They can go check it out online, but it's it's really special for kids who need it and families in Iowa who need it the most. So enjoy some pizza, but do something good while you're doing it and go to check it out at my happy place. I'll check both of those boxes uh, here today, and we'll talk to you in a week's time in advance of what's next. Jacksonville, correct? Yeah, Jacksonville. Uh, yes, after this one, but there is no game other than Tennessee ever to be played. No, totally get it. You know, I just I'll give you this. Yeah, this Andy Reid as good as he's been. He's one and eight in the regular season against the Titans. Go figure that. that one and eight. Bananas. Wild. Something's got to give. Uh, Mitch, thank you. We'll talk yeah, to you next yeah, week. Yeah. Appreciate it. Take care, See you guys. Yep, Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. So here's what they've got left. They're five and two. Uh, Tennessee on Sunday Night Football with Malik Willis yeah. or a banged up Tannehill. Yeah, it's a win. They're a huge favorite in that game. Are they? What's the number? Twelve. Is that right? Double yeah. digits. Um, Who's left on the Chiefs' schedule that scares you? Here it is. Tennessee, Jacksonville, Chargers, Rams, Bengals, Broncos twice, Texans, Seahawks, at Raiders to end it. Who scares you? Well, nobody scares you because you're the Chiefs, right? Sure. Nobody well, should where, scare where, you. Where do you look at that game? Well, they won't be a favorite here. Where, will they, where won't they be favored? Oh, probably not another game. Right? Yeah. Now, the back-to-back, the roadies are at Cincy, Denver, Houston, Raiders, and Chargers, and the Chargers are so banged up. But still, it's a divisional game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You still have to play everybody in your division on the road. Right, but they'll be favored in that game. They'll be favored. Yep. But we know how divisional games No, I go. do. Yep. I mean, there's, there's no layups there. The Rams, by the end of November, are they rounding into form? Maybe. Be good at home. Mm-hmm. They do have three straight road games. Yep. At Cincy, at Denver, at Houston. So one tough one. That that game, the Denver game scheduled for Sunday night football, that's being flexed, isn't it? I mean, I don't know what else is on that day. They love what Russ the Moon as calisthenics. No, I guess. I don't know. Um, Richard Simmons last week. 
It's a great line. I can't believe it didn't get the traction. I thought, I, no, I thought I really thought when I heard it, I thought you said the wrong name. Did you? I, that's <laughs> why I was like, Richard Simmons. <laughs> and then I'm oh, I get where you're going. Uh, you know what? I, I look at this uh, chief schedule, and it's for everybody, which is great because more football is good. When the calendar turns to December, there's still six regular season games left. Great. Great. Yes, indeed it well, is. If we're going to do this, let's do it for Buffalo. Because, as you said, Kansas City and Buffalo will also be favored in every game. But it's not a daunting schedule by any means for, for the, Kansas for City. The, and it's not for the Bills, I don't think, either, actually. At the Jets this week. Okay. Home for the Vikings. Uh-huh. Home for the Browns. Right. They go to the Lions. It's Thanksgiving. Yep. After that, they come back the following Thursday at the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the road game, but... But they, but they played on Thursday, so it's not like a quick turnaround that week. They get the week before. So then they'll get the mini kind of half by leading into back-to-back home games against the Jets and Dolphins. They go to the Bears. They go to Cincinnati, maybe. And then the Patriots to wrap up. They're, they're favored in every game. They are. Big favorite. Favored by more than a field goal in yes, every game. every game. And... and, and th- the they have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, which is monstrous. It's huge. The FC's going through Buffalo. It's going through Buffalo. Have fun in January. Ooh, can't wait to watch it. Uh, Miller and Con, and I've seen we're going to be able to. Well, I, th- I think we'll get there, don't you? What's that? Get to that game. I mean, who in the AFC right now? Nobody's daunting. Uh, I don't think so. I was by- Baltimore. We'll see with mm-hmm. Roquan if that's going to help the defense. How much it's going to help the defense? It'll help. Mm-hmm. How much? Those fourth quarter leads that have dissipated. I still like Cincy in that division. They're four to one to win the division. Good luck. I know they, they look. You like had crap you had me Monday. for a moment. I, I know. I, and then you saw Monday Night Football, mm, and you think, "What am I doing listening to that?" That fool? offensive line, it's terrible, yuck. awful. Um, timeout. We'll come back, finish up the hour. Busy hour number two. David Kaplan starts it. John Bowen Camp on the Hawks. David Sprow on the Clones. Trent's plays of the day. Miller and Condon to one. It's Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point one eight hundred bets off. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Looks like the NFL owners, with 31 of them, are going to get their way. Uh, the commanders uh, are being put on the block. So Dan Snyder paid $750 million for this team in 1999. <laughs> the price, the Broncos went for $4.65 billion, B, with a B, um, to the Walmart folks. The commanders are going to be somewhere north of four billion, so pretty solid return on investment, right? Not bad. Rich get richer, huh? Seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Now that franchise is worth over four billion dollars. And will he still have a stake or something that he can give his kids? Something like that? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. Um, Won't be I the figurehead know. anymore. But no, they can't. They 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 need him out. Yes, there's just too much baggage. The NFL is having to well outright fib. When it comes to some of the emails, etc. Of course, remember the Gruden stuff that uh, that uh, all those emails they put out th- those, but selectively release some of the emails. It's just not a good story with the cheerleaders being spied on. Dot 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 dot. Time for Snyder to go, but he's going to get well rewarded uh, for selling his franchise. Got a lot of Hawkeye and Cyclone uh, talk coming up in the next hour. Found this interesting: the Athletics' Dane Brugler. Uh, He's a great NFL scout. His top 50 list for 2023 has just been updated. 
Coming at number 25, guy from the state of Iowa. From the state of Iowa. Plays in the state of Iowa. And plays here. Who is it? Lucas Van Ness. Really? At number you know 25. How many guesses I would have taken before I got to that? Number 41 on the list, Will McDonald. How about that? Yeah, you know what? He's fallen, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. He was going to be, uh, didn't we see him at nine in some mock drafts last year? You might have. I, I, I think I did. I, I think I did, but um, he's still two sacks away from the all-time sack record. Look, it's not like he's having a bad year by any means. They're just they got plans for him. Yes, they do. Right? And it's not one guy; it's two guys. Well, and we're seeing R.J. Anderson how he has been able to play. He's been great. The double teams yep. that have been coming the way of Will McDonald that means yep. well, single on the other side, and Anderson's really stepped. Oh, no, he's taking advantage. Do you remember him having that kind of an impact in Minnesota? I, I don't. don't. He was a guy. Yeah. He's more than a guy now. He certainly is. All right, so we'll talk about their teams uh, coming up. Uh, David Kaplan will kick off the hour. Then uh, John Bowen, camp on the Hawks. He was part of the press conference yesterday. Also recap the Monday night exhibition as well. And then Dave Sprout covers Iowa State for KSI. He's also part of the Learfield broadcast team. He'll join us. Trent's play of the day an hour to go. Miller and Condon till 1. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.